0: Today is Thursday, August 20th, 2020, and it's another throwback Thursday. I'm asking for your patience since I'm in the midst of a book launch, and this week was the very first week of school for my little one, and also for university at Texas Christian University. I struck up my classes. I'm now lecturing again, 17 rock star leaders in the making, talking about writing and editing for strategic communications, shout out to my students. So, you know, we're also in the midst of a book launch which started back last Monday, August 10th, 2020, big day, the ebook dropped worldwide on Amazon and then the paperback soon thereafter I'm talking about no thanks, seven ways to say I'll just include myself, a guide to rock star leadership for women of color in the workplace. And to celebrate, I'm not just going to do a throwback Thursday. I'm going to throw it back to one or two of the people in my acknowledgments. If you read the acknowledgments at the beginning of the ebook, at the end of the paperback and the hardcover, which is also special edition order, Right now, on my website lmichelsmith.com, and soon to be distributed worldwide by Ingram Spark, you will see that there are several people named, a couple of them right up top. The very first one, Michael Lehman, and his name is very special not just to me but also to this podcast. A little inside skinny, he was supposed to be my first guest, but Michael started feeling a little under the weather and I had to scramble in the last few minutes and thank goodness I had established a rapport, a friendship even, with Audrey Dubois Harris, who is the songbird, the soprano that Aretha Franklin loved and also was her manager. She wanted to manage her and there's a contract in Audrey's hand to this day that Aretha was going to execute before she passed away. But I digress. Michael Lehman, Michael Lehman is the manager of Joseph Reverend Simmons, better known as Reverend from Run DMC. In the book, I tell a story of how Rev dispatched Michael to support my efforts as a speaker and ultimately supporting me as a writer and an author his name pops up in the very beginning of the acknowledgement right next to Rev Run and Justine Simmons. Because, hey, Michael wouldn't have been able to help me if Rev didn't give him permission. So that's why his picture is behind me, Rev Rev Run. Um, When you see me live on The Coaching Corner and also doing my rock star leadership tips of the day, you will see Rev run behind me. There's some other folks in the acknowledgements that you actually see behind me too, or they see you see representations of. Another is Valerie Burton. She's also in the acknowledgements, and she was our last Throwback Thursday. Can you guess who the Throwback Thursday is today? Yeah, we're gonna go all the way back to February 14th, 2020, Valentine's Day. Special bonus episode with Rev Run and Justine Simmons talking about their new book, Old School Love. And here we go. Isn't it awesome when friends give you a buzz? Hey, y'all. This is Culture Soup, where tech, culture, and business collide. It's a podcast that spoons up everything hot from social media. I'm your host, L. Michelle Smith, In each episode, we bring you some of the most notable and not yet notable thought leaders in tech, business, and culture. The year was 2015. The driver came and picked me up. I headed to the airport, got on a plane headed to New York City. It was an exciting time for us. My team in Chicago, Illinois, Flowers Communications Group, had set this up. In fact, they'd been in it with me for about two years before. We put together a program that I call one of my pet projects, and it's probably one of the biggest ones, Inspired Mobility. You remember the AT&T campaign. Well, I was on my way to New York City to meet our new spokesperson who would be on the Breakfast Club, you know, with Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, and the whole bunch. Very exciting time. But let me take you back a little bit because the run-up to this tells us a lot about what's going to happen today. You see... Flowers Communications Group was right with me when we talked about this campaign that would use as an insight that the church was the original social network for the African American church. In fact, the campaign started at my home church. We had photos and interviews with my pastor, Pastor Brian L. Carter, uh, you know, at Easter when he implored from the pulpit that everybody take a selfie and give a call to action to come to church the next Sunday. People were using their devices inside the sanctuary, outside of the sanctuary to connect with their faith. This is how I met Jason Caston. You probably remember him from an earlier episode. He was what we called our church geek and our church geek guru. And he was the one that made sense of the technology that we were talking about. But I knew the campaign needed even more. We had Devon Franklin, we even had Valerie Burton, we had James Andrews, we had other people that were part of this beautiful campaign. Lecrae, you remember him? He is one of the most prolific rappers out there with a Christian message. He went with us to blog and Wild Brown one year. But we needed that one spokesperson that would just bring it all together. And I won't forget being in a conference room with the person I call my other brain, Ashley Blaker. Ashley was with Fleischman Hillard. And while Flowers put together the insight and the guts and the messaging of this program, Fleischman Hillard put the bones in place with the research and the mechanics and how it would all go forward. And it was built on the very foundation of the very popular It Can Wait campaign. That's news. You didn't know that. But I remember turning to Ashley one day and telling him, this campaign needs one thing, and I know exactly what it is. And he said, what? I said, Rev Run. Let me tell you why. Rev Run is as much faith as he is hip hop. He is as much black as he is everybody, because every middle-aged white man I know tapped their toe and pumped their fist to walk this way. I also knew that he was multi-generation. So if you remembered him from Run's house, you were probably a millennial. If you remembered him from Run DMC, you were Gen X just like me. If you remembered him from today, you probably remember his words of wisdom. And as Things would happen towards the end of that year, my senior vice president came to me and said, I have a little extra money. If I gave it to you, what would you do with it? And you know what I did? I called Brian Packer at Flowers Communications Group and I said, reach out to Rev Run and see if you can negotiate him being a part of this campaign. So fast forward to 2015, and I'm on that plane on my way to New York City to the Breakfast Club. And when I entered the green room, there he was sitting at a small conference table on the phone with his back turned and that iconic hat. Now, y'all, I don't get starstruck about anybody. Hardly. There are probably three people that I've had a moment when I met them. Rev Run is one of them. Barack Obama was another. When I shook his hand, the next person, Dr. Henry Louis Gates Jr. And we would have a similar moment when he came to AT&T um, in, a, in several years after that. But this moment right here was epic. But the thing that I loved about him, so real and he believes what he says. His faith is real, and his lovely wife, Justine, just as real. And over the course of five years, I guess it's been about five years since I've met them, we've become friends, and they've become supporters. And their team, man, Uncle Perry, who is Diggy's manager, and He's backfills for Michael Lehman, his manager. I've gotten to know all of them. They've gotten to know my family. And I consider them extended family. So for Valentine's Day, I wanted to show my love to my global listeners. All 38 countries, no matter where you are, you know exactly who Rev Run is and his lovely wife Justine. This is my gift to you. Lots of love. Without further ado, I'm excited. That one of the best couples, most amazing couples in entertainment today, joining me by phone, Justine and Joseph Reverend Simmons. Of course, Reverend is Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award winner and Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. Let's get it.
1: Hey, Rev. Hey, Justine. Hey. Hey, thank you so much for calling me this morning. How are you? We're
2: good. We're good. We're good. We're
1: great. Thank you. Awesome. Happy Valentine's Day, first of all. Thank you. Happy Valentine's Day to you. You know what? It's so exciting because I have seen you and Justine, Rev, more and more in the spotlight as a couple. And it's exciting to me because you guys have been married how long?
2: 26 years and and this year.
1: year. Wow. You know what? You should be congratulated just on that. (laughs) (laughs) But the fact that you've been able to do it in the entertainment world is nothing to sneeze at. Wouldn't you agree?
2: Uh, Yeah. I I guess it's, but we, we work together, so it's a little easier. Yeah. Well, for some people, like, I do run DMC, but I do a lot of my work with my wife, so that makes right. it a little bit easier.
1: Right, right. And, you know, when I started working with you guys, what, maybe four years ago, maybe five, I haven't even counted, when we were doing work for AT&T, yep. we met you first, but it wasn't too much longer after that that we met just Cindy.
2: Yes, because she's always around me.
1: That's so true, and I love it. You know what? Before we get too into this conversation, why don't we have a Culture Suit moment? What do you think? Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so I'm looking at the threads this morning. And, of course, love is in the air. It's Valentine's Day. And one of the number one trending hashtags right now is Happy Valentine's Day. What an exciting time for us to talk about your new book, Old School Love. That's right.
2: Yep, we're ready.
1: Yeah. So
3: what
2: does Old School Love mean to you? Old School Love... The book is basically saying that the old school principles, years ago before the divorce rate was so high, still work. Mm -hmm. Old school love and why it works. We find that through our church that we go to and through the biblical principles and through the teachings from mentors of just principles in the Bible. Like one of the principles are um, don't go to bed mad. And that's in the Bible. And you would think that yeah, that's just cliche. My wife always says that she thought it was cliche. But the truth is, at the end of the day, well, tell them what you mean, Justine. The,
3: the more the more you go to bed mad, the more you can go to bed mad, oh. and that one day can turn to two days and three days. So when they used to say it back in a day, that's what they meant because yeah. the next, you'll wake up angry.
2: Mm-hmm. And, another, mm-hmm. and another principle is how can Two walk together unless they agree. Yeah. How can two walk So you have to be on the same page with your mate. So that scripture, how can two walk together and agree, is almost like, yes, you can look in each other's eyes. Oh, I love you. And yet yeah, they said that's so romantic. Look into her eyes. But it's not so much looking into each other's eyes, it's looking in the same direction mm. that keeps marriage together.
3: And a lot of times, us men and women, we see those red flags before we. Uh, get married or decide that person to be your boyfriend or girlfriend, and we still go with it instead of saying, yeah. you know what, this is a red flag. We don't see eye to eye. Yeah. And, you know what?
1: That's a word. What well, you just said, you're looking in the same direction. That That's a word right there. And I noticed in the book that each of the chapters start with a scripture.
2: Yes. You those know, scriptures are there to govern the basis of the book. Mm-hmm. The book is old school love, meaning responsible love. Old school principles. That Bible actually has very good teachings about love. There's yeah. so many scriptures in there about love.
1: Well, we shared that love for God in common, and that's one of the reasons Amen. why I knew you would be great for the campaign that we worked on at at and Um, called Inspired Mobility. But I love to see you guys joining forces and writing this book. So in the beginning, it says, in 2018, you guys decided, let's just do this. And you decided to write this book. So tell us what went into that decision.
2: Um, We were working and working and working, as you know, uh, Rev Runs Renovation, Rev Runs Cooking Show, Rev Runs Traveling. Then we did the uh, Washington's on Netflix. Once we got a break, and God gave us a break after – Um, all about the Washingtons played and didn't get picked up for the second season. We said, okay, let's go to what God has been saying to us for so long to write a book. Not only God, but people.
3: Right. A lot of people were on his Instagram, Twitter, Facebook saying, please, you know, y'all should write a book or you guys Mm -hmm. should have conferences around the world. And so we, and, and we'll, if we're in the street, they would say the same thing. So we said, well, now's the great time to it. So do it was it. just
2: the popular demand thing. We did it because the people wanted it.
3: Yeah. Well, and you know, I noticed
1: that you started shifting your content on Instagram and on Twitter from not just words of wisdom, you were giving some relationship advice too.
2: Yeah. That- after I did the book of Manology with Tyrese, and but even before that, I was giving relationship advice, not only advice. I was just talking to my wife, so you were just hearing me talk out loud. And I'm thinking, yeah. if these are the things that work in my marriage, possibly it could work for people that's following me on social media.
1: Right. So you know, and, and a lot of people have that, that image of you in the bathtub with your BlackBerry at the time, you know, tweeting out uh, words of wisdom. And so many of those were relationship and family oriented.
2: Right. Yes, they were. They were relationship and family oriented. And I went from that blackberry in the tub to I was sending messages to actual friends of mine and and, and entertainers and people to say, oh, snap, Twitter's around. I I don't need to send it to people like that anymore. I could reach the whole world through Twitter and then through Instagram and Facebook. So when social media got very big, I I stopped sending out the emails because all you got to do is go to my Twitter and everybody can get the word.
1: Yeah. And, you know, one of the things I've always loved about you guys is you always kept it real. And, you know, being one of those first really uh, successful reality shows, Run, Run's House, we really were seeing the real Justine and Rev. And when I met you guys, I was so pleased to know you're the same.
2: Yeah, Thank people you. say that all the time. Yeah. What you see is what you get, and that's what you were seeing on Run's House.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so you guys have written this book and it is divided into these lovely chapters and you get into all sorts of kinds of love that make up the concept of old school love. Do you want to throw out a few?
2: Well, there's one, I don't even know if it's in the book, called Responsible Love. And for me, Old school love uh, and love in general is grown folks business. You know, yeah. if you're going to get into a relationship, you got to be responsible. You got to be there for the dinner. You got to be there for oh, when somebody texts you. You got to. You can't just be irresponsible in marriage or in just any type of relationship. It takes two to be on point for each other, uh-huh. or you're better off single.
3: And to let yeah. you know, this book is not just for married folk. It's for people who want to get into a relationship or thinking about getting into a relationship. Look, this is perfect for me.
1: (laughs) Yes. I want to know what you guys have because ultimately this is your journey to
3: longevity in love. Yeah. It's
2: all about uh, responsibility. You have to not be selfish. But selfless. Yeah. That's the key. You kids, relationships break up because one person says, my way
3: or the highway. And also, it's give and take. Mm -hmm. You know, we put in there a lot of things that make our marriage work. Like, we're constantly looking out for one another at home. I'm looking to see if he's happy. He's checking me to see if I'm happy. And you really can't go wrong. Like, a lot of our arguments, they're like, they're little things. They're not big (laughs) blow-ups. Yeah. What was yeah. that on your phone? Or why can't I have your code? You know, those can make big, you know, problems in your marriage. So a lot of people say, so what are the big things? We don't have those big blowouts for a reason. Yeah. Number one, we're both not cheating because we're fearful of God. We're not yeah. fearful of one another. Mm-hmm. We're fearful of God first. Yeah. And you know
1: what? I have been very fortunate to be in your presence in a few different uh kinds of context, whether you guys were backstage at Essence or even at your home, that was amazing. The love is real. And you're right. Y'all have little bitty, you know, little bitty things. And I think at some point there was something about holding your bag,
3: And at some point it was just funny. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's so funny because he has no filter. So when we're out, we we get into some type of argument if you've been around us a few hours. Um, because he has no filter, and I always tell him, Dave, you can't argue in front of people. But you know him.
1: Well, you married an MC, right? So <laughs> the words are just gonna flow, is that right, Rev?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 I gotta say it. It gotta happen. She wanna wait till you get home. By that time, the heat done went down. Let me get it out now. Oh God. <laughs> <That's
3: crazy. laughs>
1: To me, because I mean, you married rev when well, you met him while he was a part of Run DNC Right? No, I the met him
3: when I first met well, him. when you first met When he first, when I first met him, he was only the son of Curtis Blow. Yes, yeah, so i was gonna say okay. So you And were, then when he first blow, okay. And but then when we got back together, he was um, part of Run D.M.C. still, and but he had really put all his focus as well into God. Yeah. Yeah, I was
2: becoming Rev. I wasn't trying to become a Reverend. I was just trying to go to church. But in the black church, you're going to do something. You're going to, <laughs> yeah, you're going to join the ministry. You're going nah, to that's something. right. So I didn't know how that worked. But next thing you know, I was so into the church, I ended up with a collar around my neck. I never really yeah. opened the church. Rev.
1: So what was that like? You know, uh, we had the joy and privilege of going on the Breakfast Club with you back in 2015, and they talked about the realness that you bring to the hip-hop community, because it's like you have one foot in the secular world, but you bring that faith with you everywhere you go. How has that been?
2: Um, You know, the word secular means that you're not doing something for God. Mm -hmm. So my foot's not in the secular world. My foot... Is firmly in God. It's just whatever I do, I give God the glory. Yeah, so, yeah, okay. So, so at the end of the day, um, I still got my flavor, and I think God, you know, God is run and run is God. God has. Oh yeah, so my wife made the joke that I told her. She said, "Tell her, you know, a, pi- a plumber doesn't use the Bible to fix the sink." Oh. If you Ooh, know what that is.
1: that's a word. Yeah, <laughs> get it. Yeah.
2: Still a plumber, mm-hmm. and you know he has to use, you know. So when I'm rapping. I'm not pulling out the Bible to rap,
1: right, right.
2: But I could, I could put some scriptures in there. But basically, <laughs> I'm, I'm However, a rapper. However,
1: though, you're walking the walk in between, which makes a big difference for people that see you because they're going to wonder what gives you what you know you have that makes yeah. you dynamic. So it raises questions, and doesn't
3: that bring people closer in? You yes, it more? does. That's why we did run out. But we didn't show us going to church. We didn't.
2: We didn't. We didn't show you. People want to see what you do, not hear. You know, if they look at what you're doing, they'll mimic it better than you trying to teach them. They they do what you they do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. You gotta. Well, what, I just love you to do what y'all. the person is doing.
1: Right. I love watching y'all walk it out. Mm. Yeah, you walk, can truly out see that. You walk, walk it, it out. You walk it out. I walk it out. Walk yeah. it out. <laughs> let's talk about another chapter
2: um there's one in here called oh, tough love tough yeah, tough love is good I, I i liken that to jojo a little bit uh, my son jojo i uh-huh. uh, was going through some stuff some years ago and people didn't understand why i was just letting him do what he had to do because the bible says teach a child the way they should go when they get older they won't depart from it jojo's nice. doing excellent now and people were confused why i was giving tough love it was hard on me they say you know it hurts me more than it hurts you but at the end of the day, he turned out fine because he walked out his own faith. He went through his own trials and tribulations, and now he's on top of the world with several TV shows. Yeah. And a happy that's, wife. Just got married, all types of stuff. That's so
1: exciting. All of your kids, all of your kids, you can tell that they are on that path too. Amen. Mm-hmm. And that's and great testament to you and to Steve. It's just wonderful.
3: Thank you. Thank you. Awesome,
1: awesome. So... I watched. I was so excited. I was watching the behind the scenes from the Grammys, from you know your manager Michael's Instagram and your Instagram and Perry's Instagram. It was just so exciting to see y'all do that on stage for the first time. And how long was Aerosmith?
2: Uh, it's gotta been over a decade.
1: It was crazy. It was awesome. Uh, Joni was excited, <laughs> just so you know. It was just jumping up and down, and then I was able to see the scene, you know, backstage. And I think that's so important
2: for people. Yeah, to we um we just went with family it was all together, family that prays together and rocks together stays together.
3: Yeah, everybody went, and um it was a it was an exciting and fun day, I have to say.
1: Yeah, it was awesome, but it was nonstop. Didn't y'all get on a jet? and head all the way back to New York shortly thereafter to be yeah, on the Today Show? Yeah,
2: we had to go do a, um, quickly get onto uh, all these TV shows. Our book tour. Our book tour. So it was re- pretty hard to tell the truth.
1: Yeah. So you did Today Show and Fallon in the same day,
2: didn't you? No, we did Today Show and The View. And I don't remember. It was so much Fallon. <laughs> I just did the other day. I just put up a picture because I ran into Fallon. And when I ran into him, they took that picture and I let people know that we were together because we were kicking rhymes backstage. And then I just did – then he called, and then I ended up going on there and doing some rhymes with him like he promised.
1: Wow. That's just epic. I mean, the one thing that I love about you guys is that you have found a way to speak to every generation. So I'm Gen X. When I was in junior high and high school, you know, my Adidas and, you know, those big cuts were coming out. Like, walk this way and all of it, Right. But then there's another generation that remembers you for Run's House and all the reality shows. And then there's another generation that remembers you for, like, this book and tweeting.
3: And Twitter, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because at one time he was going through the airports, Nobody was saying anything about Run's House or Run DMC. They were like, oh, I follow you on Twitter. Yeah.
1: It's just amazing. So, you know, what does it take? To stay
2: relevant over generations, like you have, um, it's just you know staying young, not hating on the new guys, loving what you're hearing. If some of it don't appeal to you fine, but most of it, I you know people were mad at Run D M C at one time when we were eclipsing, you know I do not say eclipsing, but doing different things than R and B. So when you mm-hmm. see the young kids, you got to give an ear to them because who knows it might. Tupac might have ended up being a reverend for all that they know. They, you know, I, nobody knew when Run D M C was out wearing our pants a certain way and our hat seemed a little rough then. So whatever you're seeing now, all right, some of it's a little offensive, but some of it you have to listen closely because a lot of these guys have a lot of love in their heart, and you yeah. have to you have to know them by the spirit and not by what you think is so bad. So being relevant is about not hating.
1: Yeah, I love that, and you know what? It's infectious when you're living out what you believe. And we're seeing more and more married couples sticking it out, even in hip-hop. Wouldn't
2: you agree? Yeah. You know, it's so many married couples, now Jay-Z and Beyonce, Kanye, everybody's just getting married because they see, you know, you get a little older and rappers. Rappers are not that young. Some of them are like, you know, 30, 40 years old. So Yeah. The Bible says, as you go older. Yeah, you do grown things. So, you know, Jay-Z is happily married.
3: Yeah.
1: I love it. I love it. And, you know, speaking of,
2: I lost my mind when
1: I saw, well, I heard my Adidas on your Instagram, and then I looked up, and Beyonce was dancing in her Ivy Park. <laughs> uh, yeah. I yeah. said, you know what? <laughs> that, that was, was genius. Cool. <laughs> yeah. It was so genius. You know, i am been at, I'm old school hip-hop, like, all day long. I, mm-hmm. I like Beyonce, but I'm not a part of the beehive. But when that happened, I was like, I'm going to have to go get some Ivy Park. <laughs> good,
2: good, yes. good. I'm happy you did. It's yeah.
1: Amazing. And hopefully some of our beehives, uh, millennials and centennials, will get hit to run DMC and get some vintage Adidas like I'm wearing today.
2: Oh, good. I'm happy you got them on. Oh,
1: that's cool. <laughs> So what's next? You've got this book tour. You were just in Philadelphia. Are you headed anywhere else? Or you have any
2: other? We're going go on your yeah. uh, on hand, and uh, we're on our way to uh, uh, to a cooking. Uh, yeah, we're on a Dr. Oz soon too, and we're on our way to do. Uh, we're on our way to Miami to do some cooking for some I think kids the kids. Um, okay. The film. Um, the um, uh, what is it? The No, it's the SoBe Food and Wine Festival. Yeah. And then we are uh, um, we kick for the kids over at Jungle Island in Miami. And that's all from the 20th to the 23rd, if anybody wants to come out. And then also, I usually judge Burger Bash. But this year, me and Justine have a special burger that we're going to be in the Burger Bash. So I'm not judging. We made a burger called the Old School Burger.
1: Okay. Okay. And that's in Miami? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: That's
1: one of those dates. That may be one I need to fly out to. Are you going to be DJing, too, somewhere?
2: Would you say? Yeah. (laughs) Are you going to be
1: DJing, too?
2: At at a symphony. It's like a, a big... It's on my Instagram. You should look at it. You'll see the date and the time. It's called um, New Deco Ensemble, and it's yeah. on uh, Saturday, February 22nd. So it's going to be actually a symphony playing music for uh, a big symphony with horns and all this stuff, and then wow. it's going to come in something very special.
1: That's awesome. Well, you know, I have to tell everybody, one of my most memorable, besides coming out to Run's house with my girlfriend, Eva, uh, so on, shout out to her out there. But mm-hmm. one of my most memorable times with you guys was at South by Southwest. I think that was back in 2017, I believe. And yes. you and DJ Ruckus were DJing a party, and that was the most fun ever, guys. If you have never been to hear Rev DJ and he brings Ruckus with him, it's incredible because you you mix the old with the new.
2: Yeah, yeah. it's um, you know, it's a mashup a bunch of good records, and then some Und MC stuff. It's, my DJ show is pretty hot, I got to admit.
1: It is hot. It is hot. If you can get the whole place, like, jamming to Sweet Home Alabama, like, who would have thunk it?
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's pretty intense.
1: It's awesome. It's awesome. Look. I know you guys are busy, and I know you took out this time. I thank you so much. I thank can't you, wait Michelle. To hear thank my you, listeners. Thank you so much. God bless you. And I will Talk see soon. you. Love, Love you. Valentine's Day. Love you, too. Happy Valentine's Day. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: What an awesome conversation with
1: Rev Run Simmons and
0: Justine Simmons. Oh, I just adore them. Find us online at theculturesoup.com, on Instagram and Twitter at The Culture Soup, and on Facebook at The Culture Soup Podcast. Until next Thursday.
3: The Culture Soup Podcast is a production of No Silos Communications.
0: LLC. The Culture Soup Podcast is a registered trademark of No Silos Communications. L-L-C.